You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day, everybody in Saberland. Um, what a night. You know, we don't get many of these nights to celebrate here in Buffalo as Sabres fans. Um, it's been all about the Bills this year. Well, Buffalo Sabres fans, we get our night. Finally, we absolute shellac and spank and wipe the ice with the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. And I'm telling you right now, Steve Dangle up in Toronto is having an absolute mental stroke after watching that performance. The first time they're allowed full capacity at home, the Toronto Maple Leafs have absolute like hockey diarrhea everywhere. That was an absolute sight to see. Unbelievable. So happy. And like, I'm just going to get right into it. Um, with the exception of maybe some maybe mental lapses in the first period where like Toronto really had us on our heels, this is the most complete game this team has played all season. And let's not forget, we've had so many issues holding on to leads in the third period. Not only did we hold on to a lead, we added to it. Like, this team added to a lead in the third period that they already had. They didn't allow a team, mind you, one of the best teams in the league, come back and get back into a game. Um, Craig Anderson, uh, I think, has has win number 298 tonight, you know, uh, only two away from 300, which is an unbelievable feat for a guy like him who deserves who deserves it. I can't wait, man. I hope this team does something nice for him uh, that night. Hopefully it happens at home when he does get win number 300. Hopefully you don't have to wait another six or seven games to get win number 300. So I, I'm, just, I'm elated. With the way this team played tonight, I couldn't be happier. Um, everyone knows my love for this rivalry and what it means to me, um, what it meant to me back in the late 90s and early 2000s when these teams, it, it truly, truly, truly was relevant. How much I love this, the rivalry, how much it meant to me. And to see this team really like show out tonight and do as good of a job as they did and actually get a, t- a game in the garage for once, just absolutely amazing. I couldn't be happier. I mean, let's be honest. This team has been like so frustrating this season in terms of, you know, finishing off games, getting, get, you know, f- finishing off games, like I said, getting them in the garage, you know, playing a complete 60 minutes of hockey. And you all know what, you know, what's there much to complain about tonight? You can nitpick at some analytical things and stuff like that. Sure. The Eakin line wasn't great tonight. Um, I think I read, everyone knows I'm not an analytics guy. I understand the importance of it, but I'm not a huge analytics guy. Um, You know, I, I, I've played the game most of my life. I've coached it. And, you know, at at some point, like 
I, I, I've seen I've seen games where you know the analytics say that the, the team should have should have won, but then you watch you watch the game, they look like absolute dog shit. So I think I think one of the games actually most recently where that was the case where Anaclity they should have won a game against Columbus, but you watch the game it's like they didn't deserve to win that game. They looked like garbage. They looked like hot garbage. Um, so I'm not you, but you know I'm not going to nitpick on the analytical things. Like again, the Eakin line, which I think had an expected goals for nine percent. But you know the one things I will point out analytically was uh, I believe I I I I saw online that they're they're. Uh, uh, shot value or goal share. They won. They they won those battles uh, in the analytics department. Uh, the Darlene Bryson pairing worked out very well for them tonight. They uh, they really uh, like their pace of play and driving the puck up the ice was phenomenal. Carrying the puck and and it, the ability to drive play from the back end. They did an unbelievable job in that area. Um, so a couple clicks for Don putting them two together. And you know what? Maybe. Like I said, I saw on Twitter, maybe that was the plan. You know, they want them to drive, carry the play, carry the puck uh, into the zone constantly. You saw that a lot in Bryson and Darlene tonight. They both had a great game. Um, if you were to tell me that this team, that, that, that Tage Thompson would have over 30 goals, that Jeff Skinner would have over 30 goals, because they're both probably going to score over 30 goals, and Kyle Poso was going to score 20, which is a very real possibility with the way he's playing. I would have told you we're all on crack. There's no way. There's no way. But like this, the way these in like the in, you look at these individual achievements from these players again, like a Tage Thompson, like a Jeff Skinner, who again we would have never guessed would have had a bounce back season last year. This guy might be a like. Granted, the team isn't going to make the playoffs again. But in terms of bounce back players of the year, I think Jeff Skinner should be up there somewhere because he's had himself quite the nice season, you know, in terms of what this team was expected to do, where they're expected to finish and how competitive they were supposed to be. Nobody, absolutely nobody would have ever thought. And if you said that you, that you did predict this, you're an absolute fucking liar that Jeff Skinner would score 30 goals this season. And he's going to, he's probably going to Same thing with Tage Thompson. Tommy Thompson might have 35. Um, Kyle Ocposo, I would have, I, I would have bet my 401k that there's no way that guy is going to score more than 20 goals, but he's probably going to. And it's just been a lot of fun to watch, a lot of fun to see. Um, individually, obviously the results aren't there. Wins, you know, more, you know, not the wins aren't there, but seeing these individual seasons from players you weren't expecting, like again, your Tage Thompson, your Jeff Skinner, your, uh, your Kyle Ocposo. Um, your Alex Tuck, since he's come to the team, your, um, uh, I'm sorry, his name's escaping me. Um, I mean, Dylan Cousins has had some bright spots this season, but you know, it, it's just it a really a breath of fresh air. And then seeing the reemergence of Rasmus Dahlin and his ability to be somewhat that player that we expected him to be when we drafted him, a guy, a player who offensively is very dynamic, very creative. And can drive play. Yeah, he's not the greatest in his own end, but hopefully that comes with time. You know, when the team around him is better and more ready to win, and you're not constantly pinned in your own end where you're for you're playing on your heels a lot and you're you putting yourself in bad spots and making mistakes. You know, once this team is more ready to win, and you know what, when he has better uh, better players on the blue line along with him, taking some pressure off him. That's when you start really start to judge Darlene as a complete defenseman. But right now, offensively, he's having a great year. I mean, you can't deny it. He is. You know, you you can people can be like, oh, it's all 
on the power play. You know, it's not five on five. You know, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think he's playing. He's producing pretty well on five on five. So I don't give a fuck what you guys think. But uh, just to go over some of the, the stat lines here tonight. Uh, and again, just absolute trouncing of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Dylan Cousins, a two point night with two apples, Jeff Skinner, two point night with an, a goal and assist Rasmus Asplund actually having a pretty decent game. A guy that we you know has been struggling to score. He I think it's over 30 games. I didn't mention on the broadcast. It's been over 30 games since he's scored, uh, which he had a very good start to his season. Uh, you know, Asplund beginning the season with, as I look here, he started, you know, he had five goals, 13 assists for 18 points because it's 19 points tonight. Like he, he had a good start to the season and, you know, he really tailed off, um, was actually kind of one of the bright spots, you know, you know, 20 games in, you saw this guy really performing well. Um, also Jacob Bryson, uh, the first time where he scored a goal and it's been, been in a win, uh, which is a nice little stat, I guess, middle stack getting on the score sheet with an assist. Kyle Posa with a goal. Victor Olsen driving up that trade value. Getting a goal on the Asplund rebound. Asplund, the ass man. Uh, a little paying a little homage to Seinfeld there. Uh, on, on the ass man's rebound, tucking it home. And Tage Thompson continuing with his absolute tear of the league. Can't find a hotter goal score right now, honestly, right now than Tage Thompson. I, honest to God, the guy is just absolutely on fire. The pterodactyl, you know, has has arrived. Um, and then uh, Mark Pissick with an assist tonight. And as I mentioned before, Craig Anderson getting his 298th win of his career, uh, two away from 300. Very excited for that guy. You know, he deserves it. So a uh, couple clicks for him. You know, he should get 300. There's no, you know, barring injury, knock on wood. Uh, he gets 300 in a Buffalo Sabres uniform. Again, I hope the team does something nice for him because that guy's had such a good career. Um, I, I, you know, I couldn't be more elated. That's another bright spot that I hope to see in this, this year, you know, for a season highlight, but, uh, just to get some of the comments here, uh, Doug clock for, for me, the turning point in the game was the Anderson made that save on angle. Yep. On the, uh, on the, on, on the, uh, the short, short ice breakaway. Uh, and then after Olafsky is the lead, Tage Coin, Paso, Olafson skins. Even Bryson gets a goal. Let's fucking go, boys! I absolutely, I love it. Rasmus Donnelly was all over the ice offensively and defensively. Again, I agree. Like this is one of his better games of the season. Uh, maybe you know he isn't you know standing out on the score sheet, but you know he looked great tonight. He really, really did. Uh, Dangle still hasn't told me what size Eakin sweater he wants. I know. That was I saw that comment from uh, producer Steve uh, in our in our uh, group chat, and that was absolutely awesome. Uh, who's chatting? Uh, you're chatting, Mar Mauricio Arenas. Uh, you leave us a comment here. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, thanks for the comments. Keep them coming. Uh, just another a great performance. And again, you have to you you can't deny that. I think the like if if you're going to summarize this game. And what was important, what you took from it, is this team was able to hold on to a lead and not just hold on to it, but build off it and continue to take the play to the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that has so much pressure on them here because they've spent so much money on this team offensively, and they're already they're struggling again in that. Peter Morazic today making his uh, you know first back to back starts of the season, not having a good game. They're probably I'd imagine go right back to Campbell. 
uh, in the very ne- in the next game. You know, Jack Campbell, I'm a big fan of his. I hope I hope he succeeds, man. You know, I'm, I'm an American boy, uh, and, and you know he's had you know he's not. It wasn't a suitcase. I know he uh, you know, our co-host on two was like Johnny Cullen uh, was his uh, uh, goalie partner. Uh, back in the OHL and, you know, they did an article on Jack Campbell and they actually interviewed Cully for it. And, you know, Jack Campbell is just a stand up human being, just a great teammate, you know, whether he's starting or he's backing up, he, he roots for the team. He doesn't care about the name on the back of the Jersey. He cares about the crust in the front. So I, you know, I hope Jack Campbell, you know, you know, gets out of this mental funk he's in and gets back into it. I know people might hate hearing me say that because it is the least, but I do love Jack Campbell guy is such an absolute beauty. So, uh, that being said, man, it's um just quite the game. Um, and I, I just being able to get that game in the garage and hold on to that lead and just play the way they did, control the neutral zone. You saw this was again, it, it was it stood out so much too that like the the forwards were getting back with the defenseman. They were playing like a five man unit all game in the defensive zone. And it made such a difference because we're not so much used to seeing that this team playing well as a five-man unit in their own end. And it made such a difference. You know, it's obviously they won five to one, but if you do that more often, even with this team, even with the lack of talent on this team, the lack of goaltending, whatever, however you want to, you know, shape it, you do that more often, you will win more hockey games. You Again, you're not, I'm not sure you're going to have an over 500 record. But you will win more games by doing that. The back checking was phenomenal tonight. When you were losing the puck on the offensive zone, guys were getting back. They were clogging up the middle of that ice. Uh, again, they were winning all those neutral zone battles. They were winning board battles. And again, you know, you were getting by by playing like that and by playing like a solid five man unit in your own end. You were getting you were getting the saves that you should get from from Craig Anderson. Um, granted he, he had to stand on his head a couple, not stand on his head, but he had to make a couple, a couple of big saves, most specifically the one at angle as mentioned in the chat, but you know, you were, you, you were, he was keeping you in games. You were clearing the rebounds. You were helping your goaltender. We don't see that a lot out of this team this season. And they were, they were doing a fantastic job of that. Seeing guys getting down blocking shots. I saw that shot that, uh, Hayden blocked early in the game. Look like it hurt, but you know that's how that's how you win hockey games. You guys, they just you know you build that culture of playing for one another and selling out and doing whatever you have to do to win. You know, I heard on a podcast earlier this weekend after the whistle, and they were talking about guys. You know, you know, you know the grind. The guys, you know, I know people hate hearing you. Oh, you need more jam. You need this, but it's true. You do need that on hockey teams in your bottom six, like. I would take guys like, you know, guys like Mike Rear gave you that. Even Adam Mayer back in the day, guy gave you jam. And, like, you know, guys that keep teams honest, they keep they keep teams honest and they don't come out there and think they can just waltz into your arena or waltz into a, a game against you and just have their way with you. And they keep, they keep players honest. And you need that. And you got that tonight out of these guys. You know, they stood up for each other. Um with that one exception of obviously we all saw that Casey Middles that just kind of skated away from a scrum that was going on in the corner. It was kind of stood out a little bit, but I mean, whatever, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, but I, you know, they were playing for each other. They were skating hard for one another. They were playing hard for their goalie. And the best part of that whole game was when that final buzzer went, 
the first time you had full capacity in that arena in a very, very, very long time. And they got booed off the ice. Unbelievable. As a Sabres fan that I was smiling ear to ear, I couldn't wait to get out here and talk to you guys. Just an absolute, you know, great game start to finish. And I'm so, it makes you so happy. You know, it makes you so happy. So with that being said, if I'm going to give you my three stars of the night, I mean, I'm going to give Craig Anderson the first star. Guy getting to, uh, win number 298, made some key saves in, in crucial times to really keep this team in the game and give them ability to, to build off that lead, you know, because if he lets that get, that goal in an angle right after, right after Olsen had scored that goal, like that could be a back you know, that could be a, a, a backbreaking goal, you know, that we've seen this team give up time and time again, where you score a goal and you give up one immediately right after. Well, that didn't happen this time. You know, uh, Anderson came up big and, you know, you, you, you kept the lead and you built off it. So I'm going to give Craig Anderson my first star of the game. Uh, my second star is definitely going to go to uh, Kyle Ocposo. Guy is such a glue guy and just has been so important to this team. Um, and, uh, you know, he's just um, really been a staple in that locker room and been able to – you have to contribute a lot. When games like tonight where they're able to get games in the garage, I'm not going to point to Kyle Ocposo and say, oh, he's the reason it happened. But you know what? He's the re- he's one of the reasons why these guys can stay so level-headed. And he's like, hey, you know, get you know, let's not let us, get, you know, dip into that those bad habits we're so used to this season where we can't hold on to a, a lead. And we can't get these games into a garage. So, you know, leadership like that, your locker room from a guy like Kyle Postal is why I'm going to give him my second star. And my first star, you know, I'm or my third star, I'm going to give um, to uh, Tage Thompson. Just continue this absolute terror streak he's been on. Uh, Pterodactyl, you know, one of the hottest goal scorers. It's not, not, not the hottest goal scorer right now in the NHL in, like, last few weeks he's just been fun to watch his release is unbelievable one of the best in the league and you know it's you know kind of cool to see you know them perform this way against a team like toronto because i'm just dying for this this rivalry to be relevant again and to have a game like tonight going into the heritage classic in a couple weeks i you you bet your ass i'm excited absolutely because that Heritage Class to outdoor game is the Sabres' third outdoor game. They're 0-2. They're carrying some momentum going into that with them. They know they know how they have to show up to beat a team like the Leafs. And, you know, watching film this, if you could just play, take this game you played tonight and bring that with you to Hamilton for the Heritage Classic and the outdoor game, you can come out of that with a win and get your first win in an outdoor game. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd still like to go to that. I know tickets are a little costly, but I've been both the, the, the very first winter classic here in Buffalo. I traveled to New York city to go to the one against the Rangers. I feel like I should, should show up to show up in Hamilton and be there for that, but we'll see. I got to figure those things out. But, uh, again, start to finish, man, unbelievable performance tonight from the Buffalo Sabres against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I couldn't be more happier. Um, and let's just check here. They uh, moved to 17 and 30 uh, on the season, 17, 30 and eight, uh, while the Leafs dropped to 35, 15 and four. Um, I'm pretty sure these uh, 
these these numbers are updated already. And then uh, Sabers uh, play the Wild at home uh, this coming Friday at 7 p.m. And the Wild sit right now; they are third in the Central. Uh, but uh, t- yesterday, coming off a five to one loss to the Calgary Flames, so uh, can't wait to uh, touch up on that matchup uh, come Friday. Uh, I'm gonna be flying high tomorrow. I'm so happy. Like this, this is probably the happiest I've been for a Sabres win. Sit, not even for a Sabres, you know. I mean, I, I remember when they lost to David Ayers uh, against Carolina and how happy I was then. You know, the, it's games like these against the Maple Leafs that can get me to smile like this for Buffalo Sabres hockey. To see, like, absolute misery in those fans in that arena when they panned around the around the arena and just to see how miserable they were during that game really brings a smile to my face. This really does smell like a first round exit hockey team right here. They better do something at the deadline, man, to, to improve that team defensively or in that. And like I said, I love, I want to see Jack Campbell win and I want to see him succeed, but unless they do something on the blue line and improve this team dramatically or get him someone more reliable uh, as, as you know, a one, a one B situation going into the playoffs, I don't see this team making it out of the first round. I just don't like you. They're, they're so loaded offensively, but they're so hampered defensively. So uh, I, I would love to see a repeat of what happened to them against Montreal being up three games to one and then just blowing that lead and first round exits, the Toronto first round exit exits. I love it. But uh, with that being said, guys, this was brought to you by outlet liquor, the place to buy a case outlet liquor on Georgia and Boulevard. Make sure you get there. And, you know, I'm going to hang up and listen. I'm going to try and enjoy the rest of my night. Uh, and, uh, you know, I hope you guys all had a good, uh, you know, good uh, Ash Wednesday. Got out, got your fish fries. I did. And um, with that being said, you know, a couple clicks for the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Not often we get to do that, but good for them tonight. Good for, you know, Craig Anderson, two wins away from 300. Let's keep it going. Let's keep the rolls running. This train never stops. Let's go Sabres. I'll hang up and listen. Good night now. Hey everybody, it's Dwayne from Two Goalies. One Mike here to remind you that we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. So please make sure you subscribe, hit the notification button so whenever we go live or drop an episode, you're the first ones to know. And of course, can you give us a five-star review? Really appreciate it. Helps us get noticed in the world of hockey podcasting does go a long way and we really do appreciate it and we appreciate you for listening and while you're at it please make sure you check out any of the podcasts with Trainwreck sports network and of course dean blundell's podcasting network guys have a ton of great content great podcasts uh for you to listen to no matter what like your forte is what sport it is or just you know music you know i know they have a ton of different stuff on all of their platforms so make sure you check that out and thank you for listening and you guys have a great day do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. 
Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.